Welcome to No Pyro No Podcast and Armada Fancast, where we talk about all things Jacksonville Armada. I'm your host, Daniel Dad Johnson, and this week we have Derek. Hey, what's going on, everyone? How you doing, Derek? Um, I'm peachy. I'm kind of excited. We uh, we, we back got back on the winning track. Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, Wednesday's two-one victory over Tallahassee Battle Lions. Um, so let's talk about. Uh, well, I guess we'll just go ahead and start at the top. Yeah, so this was a kind of a exciting matchup. You had third place versus fourth place. Tallahassee was ahead of the team, uh, the Armada. Um, they came off of a two-two uh, draw in Hattiesburg on Sunday, which the game was actually supposed to be played on Saturday, but because of lightning delays, they had to postpone it game. That, so that good old Mississippi lightning. Yeah, and uh, Tallahassee, it's a. Uh, They've been very strong in the midfield. They their best player is um, a kid from California called Kevin Lowe, and they they've honestly like I, I believe the Armada has the best um, players in the midfield in the conference. But going into this game, I don't think any team has played better in the midfield than uh, than Tallahassee. So I was yeah, kind of excited for this game. And the fact that um, we have some friends out in the the Panhandle um, that came to visit, so it was good to catch up with some old uh, Armada faithful from the NASL days. Um, it was kind of a exciting uh, day for me. What about you? Yeah, definitely. Oldfield's uh, battalion in the house. It was good to see uh, everybody and rehash some, uh, go over some stories from days gone by. We even had a couple of uh, Section 904 people from days gone by. Yeah. Um, so it was like a little bit of a homecoming. Yeah, it's a, always good when you get to reminisce with some uh, old people that you haven't seen in a few years. Yeah, so. and, we, and we don't ever get a lot of away supporters. Um, well, especially in the uh, in the NPSL, I think uh, in the last few seasons, it's really just been Mobile yep. that has made the trip and. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, there there's really been no one um, outside of the the pineapple. Yeah, for sure, and we miss those guys as well. Um, and, and I don't. Some of it may be down to we're that you know the furthest away at one end. Tallahassee's you know a little bit closer than some of our other. Uh, well, and also opponents. because Tallahassee, uh, they keep getting a Wednesday Wednesday draw against yeah. the Armada the last three years too. Yeah, so you, that's... you took the words right out of my mouth. I was just going to say that that Wednesday, and. Uh, I don't know who the uh, scheduling gods, you know, what has Tallahassee has done to uh, make those folks angry, but uh, this is a tough, tough uh, stunt for them. Uh, yeah, the, we mentioned Hattiesburg Sunday, then they played the Armada on Wednesday, and then they have uh, go all the way back to New Orleans for next Saturday. So this is that middle game of a seven, three games and seven games. Um, so honestly, I was expecting tired legs from them. And I was expecting heavy rotation at some point because uh, the legs only can give so much. Yeah, so, they they didn't look very heavy leg, that's for sure. Yeah, um, first half, uh, honestly, they, they came out, they controlled most of the possession in the start, um, the first 10 minutes, I know. Um, uh, but it, it just felt like we absorbed it. And um, like we've said in previous episodes, our, our, our team does very well in the counter. Um, even though we control possession most of the game, our most dangerous uh, threats is definitely using our speed 
and our quick strike ability. So yeah, and that's kind of where that first goal came from. Yeah. Um, so we, we actually were defending a corner um, and it was cleared out by Redmore. Um, he clears it to Coimbra. Coimbra doesn't go in a full sprint, but just enough of attacking pace to keep um, his defender uh, uh, occupied or, Gio Vaccaro, he comes running from the right-hand side, runs right through the middle to the left, takes two defenders with him, but on the other side, Angus Taylor's trailing the play, doing a counter run and from left to right. And as the two defenders go with Gio, he actually slips right behind him. Edu just lays that perfect uh, ball off to him with a perfect pace to catch him in full stride. And all he has to do is go around the keeper and just slot it into the middle of the net. And that's exactly what he did. I think I told you right after that goal that you could see that coming. It was just, you know, it just built up perfectly. The only thing when I was looking at the replay, I really didn't notice it when we were there. That ball was almost over the end line. Um, very, very close. And I'm, you know, I think the refs did get that right. Um, but it was almost over. And there was a little bit of squawking about offsides as well, but it, it yeah, I don't think it was offsides. I no, thought, I don't think I, so I thought that was a really good run because the defenders turned and, and um, Angus was definitely a couple yards behind Gio when the ball was um uh, was played and Edu got the ball on our defensive half, so it yeah. wouldn't have been offsides on him. So I, I thought that was really good counter and um just a epitome of how our most of our goals come. Yeah, I, I I played that back two or three times because, like I said, it was close for, for being over the inline. I don't think it was quite over, but very, very close. And like I said, I think the uh, the linesman and the ref definitely got that right. Yeah, so, and then the rest of the first half, I, I know for me personally, I was um, keeping an eye on that Kevin Lowe and Mason Tunbridge matchup in the center. Um, they're completely opposites in terms of, like, physical physical builds you got mason who's the big tall brit who's uh uh likes to pick people apart with her with his passing and get a little physical and then you got kevin lowe who is that uh typical number 10 that's just sort of box actually he's more of a box-to-box midfielder that's really tiny shifty and just a complete engine for the team and I was enjoying the fact that May, like they, they play together or they play in the same conference in college, so they're used to each other's play. And I was liking the fact that Mason was – it looked like it was intentional for him to try to be a little more physical with him to try to make him work a little bit extra harder. Yeah, Lowe has that, that thing I always talk about, which is work rate. That's something yeah. I always respect. Uh, you know, a lot of players don't get uh, – the recognition for all that, you know, it's not, not glamorous by any means, but he, he puts in the hard work for sure. And uh, if you go back to the first game, he got rewarded for that hard work. He was the one that um, got the goal at the end of the game for them. Right. I don't want to talk about that. So but <laughs> he, he, he's been the biggest reason of, of why they go. So, um, but yeah, he's, um, I, I thought it was very well played for most of them Tallahassee did have a it, it did feel like they had majority of the possession most of the time um, they they do like to attack through the midfield and 
press in the uh, in the center of the pitch, try to force the turnover there, and then try to move the ball up through the center. And most of their attacking play actually came from the right-hand side. They were getting some crosses in or working the ball into the box. But uh, fortunately for us, a lot of their chances, um, it was just uh, Shanley blocking it or Alex Smith is there to stop the ball or uh, Redmore's there to clear it out. It's... It, it, and even Dubervik made some great saves um, um, in that first half um, while Tallahassee had their front foot forward. Right. And you're right about that on the right-hand side. That was, we were lucky enough to, to, to be, you know, have that play out right in front of us. Um, there definitely wasn't a lot of play down the right for sure. It was good to see. Yeah. And um, right around, uh, there's another moment that, uh, Tallahassee had, I thought their best chance uh, of the first half was um, we, we had a poor pass from um, uh, Richard Thompson on the right-hand side playing right back. Um, he had a very poor touch. He tried to go back to the keeper and just left Dubervik in no man's land. And he Dubervik had to just do a full sprint and do a slide save to clear the ball out of there. Um, yeah, that, I... It was even it was bad watching it in person when I watched the replay uh, earlier today. I was like, "Ooh, that wasn't you know, well that that could have been really really bad." Yeah, it killed our momentum as well. Oh, facts and I, Thompson. I'm I'm having like I'm having a trouble with him. Like he's obviously talented. He's obviously um, very athletic. He's very attacking. Likes to go forward. Um, does a pretty good job with his defensive responsibilities, but it, it seems like there's once or twice a game where he just has a um, small little mistouch or isn't reading the game right, and it just it's becomes a big play for the other side in each instance. So um, that was his one on or the game. I thought he had about two of those moments in this game. Um, but other than those two moments, he, he did play pretty solid. Yeah. No, I would so, agree with that. Yeah. But it's those, it's those little mistakes are the things that get noticed, right? Right. It's, well, you're talking about a game where there was three goals and, uh, that one mistake could have led to another goal in the game and it would have been for the other side. So that's a difference between one point and three points. Right. Right. And so, not long after that, uh, you know, eight to ten minutes later, we had something happen. What happened? Yeah, so um, Armada um, had a corner, and then it ended up, Geo's trying to attack. He He's on the left-hand side. He tries to uh, cut right and split the defenders. It gets recycled out, and I believe it goes out to Mason Tunbridge. And um, Mason ends up getting it back to Geo on the left-hand side. And Geo's last few times, everything's cut in, cut in, cut in. Um, this time he takes it, uh, uh, tries to go around to the left-hand side on the defender, and like like I keep telling the world, he's the fastest guy in the NPSL. No one, no one comes close to his speed. Uh, he uh, beats... Fastest I've seen. I can't say that he's necessarily the oh, that's... fastest I've seen with my own two eyes. Uh, uh, until I see someone uh, uh, faster, I'm calling him the fastest. Okay, you so, can do that. Um. But he he beats the guy to the end line, and he just lays the ball off um, back towards uh, the center of the of the box, 
And right at the uh, the penalty spot comes Ida Coimbra, who just nails it into the uh, into the back of the net. It, it was such a beautiful build up for for both those guys, and it just put the team up to nothing. Yeah, it's sort of what we what we do well, right? It's our uh, our mo, as they would say, our modus operandi. Yeah. So it, it it's good that like in the attacking play. Most of our stuff that's not on a counter, the, who's the guys that seem to be behind most of that action? Mason Tunbridge, Gio Vaccaro, yep. uh, Eddie Coimbra. All that's three good. of them were involved in that play. So it, it's it, it's good to see that all three of those guys are linking up. And the fact that in the first half now, um, we also got Angus Taylor getting a goal. In that first half, um, all season, he had two before today, and both of them were against the Roots. So do they really count? So sure. well, we're yeah. only going to go as far as uh, as our guys who can put the ball in the back of the net will take us. If those those uh, if those goals, goals were against Mobile, then they wouldn't count. But we'll, uh, we'll, those ones against the Roots, they do count. Yeah, sure. so it's um, I, I do like the fact that we got him going. So yeah, especially sure. we, we got another game coming up uh, this weekend. Hopefully we can keep that momentum with him um, and the boys. And it, it's just going to only be, be good for the second half of the season. Yeah. I know one thing coming into this match, I was hoping for two quick goals in the first half. They didn't come quite, you know, the first one was pretty quick. Second one, you know, I would like to have had a little bit quicker, um, but I'm not believe me. I'm not complaining at all. So then moving on into the second half, um, it was really more of just the same, uh, you know, Tallahassee sort of doing their thing and uh, us trying to work that counter. And again, we had quite a few uh, substitutions um, for the second half. And uh, I, after the match, and we'll get to this in a little bit, uh, in the post-game comments for Tommy, he said they have a strategy in place for how they're going to you know, get through the, the, you know, the quick turnaround. And so it'll be interesting to see um, what happens with that. So he said he was being strategic with his substitutions. Um, really not much else to talk about in the second half. Um, Tallahassee. Well, I, I think there was, uh, the, okay. the, even, even though like Tallahassee had some, uh, um, they controlled most of the game, but it was still back and forth there. Every team had, multiple opportunities and just no one was really putting them away. I, I know um, if, if you ask any of the Tallahassee supporters that they'll probably count uh, four or five chances in each half that they felt that sh- they could have had a better strike on goal. And Right. Well, I mean, when things are going your way, they're going your way. You know, sometimes they, they just don't go your way. Um, and then there, there was even a couple for the Armada, like um, it, and Geo had one that, he had a uh, he beat the guys on the left hand side and put a cross in that probably should have been cleared out by two or three Tallahassee defenders and all of a sudden it's at uh, Eddie's feet on the right hand side in the box and no one in the stadium including Eddie realized that it was going to get to him and he, he uh, kind of stumbled with the ball and ended up having to recycle it out when that would have been a clear shot for him to put it on and I can think of another moment in the Later in the game, I think um, uh, Tyler Richardson had a couple breakaway opportunities um, to 
to close out the game when it was up when we were up to nothing. Okay. So, so you're, you're you're more perceptive. You know, you have better perception than I have. So um, I'm a little bit more involved in things going on. I think around uh, in the section. So yeah. Um, you ninetieth minute the tally picks up the uh, the goal off of the corner. I didn't even see that. Yeah, that, no, it was a nice little header, and um, they, uh, the, Tallahassee fought till the very end to, to try to get their the one goal and let alone two goals back to try to get back into the game. Yeah, um, credit to them. I, I, I really think they're, they're the best team that we've played so far this year, even though in the standings they're sitting in fourth place. Right, and I, I think you you can see that they've got, they've got a, a fighting spirit. Um, for sure. And I guess when you, yeah, obviously that comes a little bit easier when you're doing well. Right. Um, yeah. You know, well, honestly, it, if, if they could fit the, the whole season, they've let in, um, in seven games, I think they've let in seven goals or eight goals and, but they've only scored like nine now. So, um, their, their defense hasn't been the issue. Their, their control in the midfield hasn't been the issue. Their their whole issue has been finishing. Um, and it, it, if they figure that part out, they're going to be a tough match. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see them again this year, which would mean in the playoffs um, at some point. But if hopefully when we play them, they still are having those goal-scoring issues. Yep. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, you know, like I said, they make it through this uh, tough three-game run that they have, you know. And uh, like I say, well, I, I guess, I guess, let me rephrase that. Saying that from the the point of, you know, if I'm a Tallahassee supporter, I would hope, you know, that, that they they do well. And uh, obviously, as an Armada supporter, you know, they can crash and burn for all I care. How about that? Take that, uh- guys. Honestly, I hope they win out um, because it just helps us with because they they still have to play um, uh, New Orleans, uh, which we have to play, and we still have to play uh, Southern States, Roots, New, uh, New Orleans, and Pensacola. Um, so if they win out, it's we'll still finish ahead of them if we take care of our business. It only helps us. See um, and see, Derek. That's the difference between you and me. I'm just playing checkers. You're playing chess. You're thinking six steps ahead. Yeah, everyone always talks about don't look at the play. We're not here to talk about the playoffs and everything. And I've been looking at the playoffs since week one. Oh, stop it. Stop <laughs> it. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back with some uh, post-game comments from a couple of the boys as well as Coach Tommy. We'll be right back after this. This episode is sponsored by Print Kingdom. Print Kingdom is a local veteran-owned business offering custom screen-printed goods to help elevate and make your small business or organization stand out from the crowd. All right, we got Tommy here for post-game comments. Thanks for having me, guys. What were your thoughts on the match today? Um... Well, still a lot that we need to work on um, in regards to now the game and connecting the dots of what we've actually been working on. But, um, but you know, look, at the end of the day, you look at it, win is a win. We wanted to go in a clean sheet. 
we got denied in the end, and we're obviously going to hold ourselves accountable for that. But the boys have done a good job coming out, fighting, um, you know, winning their 1v1s and, and making sure that the win was most, most, most important because it puts us now back into second on, on the standings. Um, so again, we prioritized that. The, we also talked about some indicators that we wanted to improve on. Uh, we're not there yet, but we've definitely shown more willingness and more capacity to do the things that we need to do and score goals. And so um, Tallahassee is a really good opponent. They've gotten much, much better. Joe's done a good job with them, improving them as a, as a, as a group as well. Um, he still has the, the entire core. I think this was their first loss, um, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. Over the last, yeah, over the last five, six games. So lots of good takeaways for us. We know that uh, they're a quality opponent now, and now we need to get back two days of, of training, preparing the, the boys, and come out Saturday stronger than we were today. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Any concerns about coming out Saturday, you know, with a match so quick on the turnaround? No, not at all. We, I mean, not not at all because we have a plan in place of how we want to go about Saturday. Um, you know, no concerns fatigue-wise, no concerns individually. Uh, we have a, we have a plan in place now. When we come out Saturday, will we execute that plan? That's the question, but I think we have everything it takes to do so. That's always the question, isn't it? Absolutely. All right, thanks a lot, Coach. And we are joined with Teddy West. Teddy, uh, you guys had an excellent game. You got three points today against a very tough Tallahassee group. Uh, tell us about the game. It was good. It was tough. They're a very good team, probably the best we've played so far. Um, it was important for us to start fast, getting two early goals. Um, Tallahassee did really well in the first half of controlling the ball, um, but we made some adjustments second half and from then on I thought we dominated, we we controlled the game, we managed the game and that saw us out for three points at the end. That's awesome, that's going to move you guys actually into third place uh, and you guys got a quick turnaround, you got the Florida Roots this week and uh, what's uh, the preparation going to be like this week? Yeah, now it's all about focus on Florida Roots on Saturday, we've got to recover, we'll be in for training tomorrow and Friday. Um, and then it's all about yeah getting going again and going for those three points. We know if we win out right now, we go and win we go and win the conference. So that's all the focus, but it's game by game for us. Yes, sir. Well thank you so much for your time. No worries. Thank you very much. So now we are joined by Mason Tunbridge. Uh Mason, you guys get the two one win. Your dad's here from England. Uh how's it feel, man? It's amazing, you know, I haven't seen him in about a year. Um to play in front of him, to play in front of you guys, you know, that's what makes it special. Uh, it's always a privilege. So we got uh, three days, and then you guys got a quick turnaround against the Florida Roots. Um, what, what's your thoughts? Uh, is this a must-win game for you guys? Every game is a must-win. Um, this game, you know, this was the game that we focused on. Uh, we don't look ahead of each game. You know, it comes one game at a time. We win the next one, and then we focus on the next one after that. That's how we roll, and, and you know, that's what keeps us in good stead for the season. That's awesome. And you guys uh, actually had a friendly uh, a couple days ago against uh, some of your fellow countrymen. Uh, how, how did that feel to play against uh, His Majesty's Navy? It was amazing, you know, for us to uh, to get out there with some uh, some local lads from where we come from, and for them to come in and see how we play, and you know, you guys coming out as well. It was a great day all around. So a privilege to always be out here playing in Florida. Great to have you, man. And seriously, you are a legend out here. So thank you so much for the season. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And we're back. Um, so I just figured we'd uh, kind of wrap up uh, some final thoughts on the two-one uh, uh, victory on Wednesday. Derek, you have anything you want to add? Yeah, just uh 
I, I thought the guys did very well. Um, they absorbed a lot of the pressure that Tallahassee forced. Um, they stayed very compact in the back. I thought some of the uh, some of the key players that stood out in that back line was a uh, Miles Shanley um, played very well. Uh, Redmore did very well until he got hurt and had to leave the game in the 53rd minute. Um, and uh, Juhas, I thought, came in and played exceptional uh, right. for that uh, short stint that he was on. For sure. Um, the only things I really have, um, just one little thing that still still kind of eats at me a little bit, is is we're not taking advantage of those set pieces. Um, I think we could still do a little bit better on that. I would still love to see a clean sheet, and we were almost there. Almost there. I, I even had a line set up for that, that, uh, that, um, he was like Columbo out there. He didn't let anything get past him. Yeah. But, no, I, I thought Dubrovic played a very well game. He was put in some, uh, very bad spots at times. Right. Oh, I, no, uh, no, no. I'm not, not, not faulting him at all. Not at no, all. I, I'm just saying I thought he played well. Okay. Uh, I'm not trying to single anyone out on there. I'm just saying okay. he, he played a very great game, even though we didn't get the clean sheet. I was almost giddy because we were going to have a clean sheet. Giddy. Yeah, and you you were like, uh, I, I remember we, we were uh, at the game and you uh, like, why is Tallahassee popping smoke? And like, yeah, uh, uh, they scored. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, I missed that. We were we were trying to get those kids going. I think uh, get those kids uh, uh, jazzed up, and that were that came into the section and were helping us with some chance. I only have two other thoughts, and these are really totally completely useless thoughts. Is I want to know why. Tallahassee's numbers are so small. Oh, it's, uh, well, they have small players, but it's bizarre. It, ma- it makes the it makes the makes them look even smaller. It looks like their their shirts are creased up in the back or something. And also, they, they only uh, they only come in kid sizes. Okay, yeah, maybe so. Maybe that's maybe they have kid size numbers. And the other thing was the um, their head coach. I don't remember his name, but he kind of had a Yogi Low look going there uh, with the uh, the tight black T shirt. Um, and uh, but I didn't see him. Uh, doing any sort of sniffing so it was good to good to, uh, did, did he keep his hands outside of his pants as far as i could see as far as i could see all right because huh. so there's from, children um, present it, actually i do have one other comment about okay the game. go ahead um so the armada had that friendly with the uh, um the ship that's in town the the hms dauntless yeah and there was probably about 20 or 30 of those uh sailors that actually came out to the game and they, they were um they were class. I thought they were. Uh, I liked them. They they brought some energy at times, and uh, um, definitely uh, one of them uh, made sure he was uh, able to get a smoke bomb uh, yeah. to to pop it at the end of the game. Right. And they he was uh, they were having a good old time. And I know one of the Section Nine Hundred Four members actually bought him uh, bought the bought them a case of beer. Um, in the middle, uh, right after halftime, uh, so yeah. that they can enjoy it. Yeah, the most I saw of them was uh, running up and down the steps for beer. So uh, it yeah. was uh, it was fun to have them, and I think it was it was a nice. Uh, well, they, they were even breaking out with the uh, the "Don't take me home, please don't take me home. I just That's don't want to go to work." Yeah, they, they, they just wanted to drink our beer, man. Right, and you know, being the dad I am, there's you know, like a dad joke I want to crack here. Something about uh, them being seamen, but we won't uh, go that direction. Is that so. a dad joke or is that a navy joke? 
that could be. That I, could I grew be, up with a uh, Air Force parents. So it could be. It could be a naval dad military joke. jokes are all over the place in my family. It could be a, a naval dad joke. Uh, you know, anytime you can use the word seaman, you know, there's there's jokes to be had. All mm-hmm. right, moving on. I digress. Moving on. Let's talk about man of the match. Who did you have? Um, I had uh, Teddy West. And I thought he had a good game. For me, it was, again, what's my favorite uh, phrase? Work rate. He had a lot of hustle. Um, it was it was good to see him bombing up and down the field back and forth. Um, I, I, I thought he put in a great effort. You know, I, th- this was a surprise pick that I, I think for you because um, seeing that you always harp on us in set pieces yep. and he is uh, the one that takes most of our corners. Yep. Um, I'm actually surprised he made that pick. Yeah, well, you know, I said I, I don't just put it on the person who takes those corners, right? It's it's a okay. team effort, and when it I'm is. talking about set pieces, well, I'm talking about offensively and defensively. Okay. So I'm not going to put all I'm not going to lay all that on on him, Ricky Bobby. I'm not putting that on him. Well, honestly, the last three goals that have been scored against us, the one against Tallahassee and two against uh, New, uh, New Orleans, were scored against us off of set pieces. So right. It's. You're right. right. Defensively, we got to get better on that. Yeah, we could do because you know those the the one offensively, obviously they're scoring opportunities. They're 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 good scoring opportunities. And defensively, like I said, we're just a little bit sloppy on that. And that goes back to what we kind of we've talked about. I still don't see that cohesion in our back line. Anyway, we're still talking. We're talking about player of the match. Yeah. Um. So my choice, Edu Cumbra. He had uh the he had the assist to um Angus Taylor. Which uh, which credited for that great run by Gio uh, Vaccaro um, to clear up the space for Angus and wait for Edu to hold up the play there, and then Edu had the goal from the cross by Gio Vaccaro. So I, I had a Edu was the guy that stood out the most for me in, in the attack, even though I thought there was three or four guys that probably could have been that I thought Geo played very well. Um Angus Taylor, I think uh his high press was very well. Um I think both of our midfielders with Mason Tunbridge and Teddy West did exceptional, were very physical against a very talented Tallahassee team. And even though they probably had more possession and more attacking, most most of their chances like was cleaned up by um by our defense because of the pressure that our midfield uh, gave them. Right, right. Good point. Good point. So, what did the uh, No Power No Podcast listeners? Who was their selection? So it was actually Teddy West. Well, there uh, you go. So I, you, you, the the people have spoken. He had fifty percent of the vote, which uh, which was one of our uh, higher turnouts for voting. Um, we appreciate all the support and everyone listening in and paying attention to our social medias. Uh, you guys are all awesome. And, so. I, and for once, the people agree with me. How about that? Yeah, but to be fair, though, you you announced your pick um, after the votes were tallied. So oh, did I? Did, were, were, did they agree with you or did you no, agree I, with I them? Think, like no, I think we talked about that after the match. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. All right, stop it. All right. So the other result uh, in the Gulf Coast was uh, a one-one draw, Pensacola, New Orleans. Um, I caught a little bit of that, and uh, 
Pensacola took the early lead and uh, New Orleans popped one in, I think within five to eight minutes after that, and they remained deadlocked after that. Yeah, so I got home um, probably with about 10 minutes left. I, I had to make a pit stop by Taco Bell afterwards because, uh, you know, three points, three tacos. It's old tradition. And what kind of tacos did you, what did you have? Actually, I had Chalupa, so it, it was... Okay, well... It's close enough. We're not going to turn this into food reviews. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. We got Brian. If there's not a scran review, it's uh, it doesn't count, right? Right, but this is but the, but food reviews are kind of uh, kind of fall in line with uh, Pensacola. It, it 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 was a late night. It, it was late night craving. So Taco Bell hit the spot. So, um, but as soon as I got home, I turned on the Pensacola Jesters game. Um, to see what's going on. There's about 10 minutes left, but it was the weirdest thing ever, man. Like I, I ended up refreshing the page like twice because the, the game was going on, but the audio had nothing to do with the game. It was the weirdest thing ever. And, um, then there was a, I think Pensacola almost got a goal and then they started talking the match and I was like, Oh shoots, this is the game. This isn't an audio error. So it's like, I listened to the last 10 minutes of the game and it's, uh, they spent more time talking about other stuff and not about what's going on in front of them. So yeah, you, you messaged me. You, I was, I was in the car and you messaged me and, uh, I had just pulled over because of the, the, uh, thunderstorms last night. Um, we were lucky to get the match in actually, cause it went crazy. Uh, um, yeah. about half an hour, 45 minutes after the match. So I got about half, three quarters of the way home. So I pulled over and I started, uh, I brought the match up on my phone. I was like, Holy crap. Derek's right. This is some, weird weird stuff and we'll get into a little bit more into that uh oh, there, there's yeah. some gems uh it, it for anyone who has some spare time this week go go back and listen to or watch the match and listen to the broadcast you'll be thoroughly entertained and i, I think dan's gonna have some fun this week pulling yeah, out I'm some gonna put uh, something together, clips little, since little, we, we play them next week a little summation and you know for those that uh, aren't gonna make the away trip uh this could kind of like be a little preview of what you're gonna get to uh look forward to when you watch the stream yeah i'm not i'm not gonna watch this this next stream so i'm, I'm making sure i'm going to pensacola okay so Coming up on uh, Saturday the 17th, we've got New Orleans taking on Tallahassee. Um, in New Pan Orleans. In New Orleans at Pan American Stadium. So Tallahassee's got to get a little bit of, you know, a little bit of rest, and they're probably going to have to they, they, I would think they would travel on Friday. Um, so they've got uh, today to rest, and I would think tomorrow would be a travel day. I don't know that's for sure. I don't. Maybe they will ride out the same day. I don't know. So they've got a quick turnaround. So it'll be after, playing, after just being in Hattiesburg. Right, and they were just in Hattiesburg weekend. over the weekend, so it's going to be uh, trip out west, trip out east, trip back out west. So uh, lots of uh, time on the good old I-10 for those guys. And then on uh, Saturday, at uh, game time has been moved to 7.30 because it's going to be a doubleheader. Jack Slaxman rugby are, are going to be playing uh, before. And it's then, like we had a rugby chat uh, I heard recently. <laughs> Yes, uh, Kyle and I had a long uh, discussion um, about the ins and outs of. Rugby. Well, I think you and Brian had a discussion on the. Yeah, Brian and I had a podcast last week Kyle, too. Kyle went up to see, was up in Atlanta and got to see some professional rugby up there. So we had a little bit of a chat about that. So, so for for those who don't know who Kyle is, since he hasn't been on the episode, he is part of the 
uh, our podcast, but he's uh, also runs that flagship footy page um, yes. and, and has been writing stuff for uh, uh, Jacksonville Armada since uh, day one. Yeah, and I hear he may he may actually uh, join us coming up soon. Remains to be seen. Yeah. Just like one of those uh, glass coffins. Remains to be seen. All right, so let's, let's talk standings. Yeah, let's let's <laughs> let's cut with the jokes and uh, let's let's go to standings. Gosh, Father's Day came early with all the dad jokes. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll touch on that in a little bit. Um, so first place, um, two points per game. Southern States after seven games, they got uh, four wins, one loss, two draws, total of fourteen points. They have a plus eleven goal differential. And I'm also going to include max points possible uh, since we're wrapping up towards the end of the season. You see, what do we say? What do we say about looking ahead? There's only three to four games left of the season. But you're looking uh, ahead. You're only as good as your last game. If they win out, they have 23 max points possible. I worked at a dairy when I lived in England, and the, the guy that owned the dairy used to say, you're only as good as your last bottle of milk. Don't right. be looking no, too it's, far ahead. So in, in second place, oh. the Jacksonville Mod after six games, they have three wins, one loss, two draws. As they, they say 11... in the top 40, and moving up the charts, Jacksonville Mod. So they have a plus six goal differential, and they have a 1.833 points per game. They also have a max points possible at 23. And in third place, because of their draw against Pensacola, New Orleans Jesters, Six games, three wins, one loss, two draws, 11 points, plus two goal differential and a 1.833 points per game. They also have a max points possible of 23. So we got three teams, though, even though Southern States is ahead in the standings. All three teams control their own destiny um, if they win out. So each game is going to be very crucial for those three teams, especially trying to fight for not only uh, the the division lead, but also for the top two seeds host uh, the first playoff game. So it, it, these next game, this next weekend is very important in the standings. Um, in fourth place, Tallahassee dropped down from third. They have seven, uh, they've played seven games, two wins. They've got their first loss. They have four draws, total of 10 points. They have a plus one goal differential, and they're at 1.428, On the, and their max points is 19. Then we got Pensacola in fifth place after seven games. Two wins, three losses, two draws, total of eight points. They have a negative six goal differential, and they have a... Um, oh, my... I, my I think it's a 1.17 uh, points per game. My uh, spreadsheet's a little off right now. Um, and their max points possible is 17, so they're still in the playoff race at this point in time. In sixth place, we still have AFC Mobile um, because they are at uh, zero points per game, but a zero goal differential. And in last place is the Florida Roots. Seven games, seven losses, zero points negative 14 goal differential which puts them second to last in the entire NPSL and max pot points possible is nine which means even if they win their last three games 
They cannot catch Tallahassee with 10 points. So they are eliminated from playoff contention, and they're also out of the 8-5-0 cup as well. I do have a question to ask you regarding max points possible. Where is uh, Mobile in that? Uh, zero. Okay, just checking. Didn't see it on. I didn't see it on your spreadsheet there. So yeah, it's uh, that I just copy pasted from the uh, MPSL website and I then added teasing. a little information. I'm just teasing. All right, so um, let's do a little bit of quick quick preview. Do, do we really need to preview uh, Florida Roots coming up? Uh, you have a prediction? So I. <sighs> This can be a trap game for us, I think. Mm-hmm. It's um it they 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 are winless, right? Um so everyone's look overlooking them. But if you look closer at their schedule, their first game they lost two to one against Florida Roots. Then they got dismantled by the Armada two to seven. Then they lost four to one to Pensacola. They lost two nothing against the Jesters. But their last three games they lost 3-2 to the Jesters. They lost 3-2 to Southern States. They lost 2-1 to Pensacola, which they tied the game up in the 86th minute, right. only to let a goal in in the 90th minute. Like, th- so, this is this is a team still fighting for pride, and they're trying to get that point. They don't want to go uh, winless this year. They don't want to not... Um, uh, have 10 losses. I, I, I think this is a very dangerous game for the Armada. Um, so it, it's, and plus the quick turnaround of just playing on Wednesday, it, it's, if we don't take them seriously, th- this can be a very disappointing uh, weekend for the yeah. team. Um, so, or, you know, you kind of think of them as backs against the wall, nothing to lose, right? And like you said, clearly. Uh, the, the, and what 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 you call that the last three four matches that's a pattern that's what yeah. they call that so um i think with our roster size and strength i think this uh quick turnaround is not going to be a huge huge issue for us um you know like uh tommy said in his post game comments that there were sort of a um you know they they've planned ahead for this um and still could be an issue. I don't know. I mean, you know, you, you play injuries into that and things like that. Anything could happen. Um, I'm going to say my prediction would be 3-1 Armada. Put it down. Okay. So one other thing we uh, might pay attention to is if the Armada, Armada does come out and they do um, put it to them, they, they they won by five goals against uh against them earlier this season away, and honestly they could have won by seven to ten. If they score, uh, if they win by five goals or more, they move into at least a tie for first place on goal differential at five, and any more than five, they can actually take sole possession of first place mm-hmm. um, on Saturday. Okay. So there, there, there is reasons for the Armada to uh, be motivated and to try to run up the score as well. Right. Well, we'll see. We, you know, first time around, I would call that score running up. Um, Hopefully, we get another banger from um, uh, Toby. Yeah, that would be uh, would be awesome to see. So I think we've reached the end. So I'd like to say. Uh, 
happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Thank you. And you are um, the number one dad. <laughs> um, and here's a little thing I always like to say: real dads don't touch other dads' grills. With that, we'll wrap this episode up with Joe Armada.